so in Philippians chapter 2. Uh, I know some people came in late. You may need this Philippians 2 handout. All right, and so we're on the last page of Philippians 2. On the last page there in uh, Philippians chapter 2, starting in verse 25. Yet I suppose it necessary to send to you Epaphroditus, my brother and companion in labor and fellow soldier, but your messenger, uh, uh, sorry, <laughs> but your messenger and he that ministered to my wants. For he longed after you all and was full of heaviness because that ye had heard that he had been sick. For indeed he was sick nigh unto death, but God had mercy on him and not on him only, but on me also lest I should have sorrow upon sorrow. I sent him therefore the more carefully that when you see him again, you may rejoice and that I may be the less sorrowful. Receive him therefore in the Lord with all gladness and hold such in reputation because for the work of Christ, he was nigh unto death, not regarding his life to supply your lack of service toward me. And so on the last page, on item number eight at the top, Epaphroditus, God's man, Paul's brother, co-laborer and fellow soldier, a faithful messenger of God. And so we've already covered these. Uh, letter A is a minister of God and Paul's helper. He was someone who personally attended to Paul's needs. B, he longed after the brethren there because they had heard of his sickness. C, God's healing of him was in compassion and answer to prayers. And D, for the work of Christ, he was sick, nigh unto death. That's where we are. Uh, and letter I is uh, we hold such in reputation who disregarded his life and health to serve the Lord and others. That's something very we should be thankful for any time we see that in a brother or sister's life and and we should seek for that in our own lives and it is proof positive that we don't need to worry god hears and answers prayers that there's not a situation that could come into our life and i think a lot of us can know this academically that it's true that no matter what comes into our life god can handle it but then things come <laughs> and we have the capacity to just react to bad news or things that are too great for me. And listen, truth be told, all situations are too great for us. God is meant to be engaged in everything that comes into our life. And sometimes I can't help but wonder if God sends things into our life that makes us panic or makes us not panic, but makes us overly concerned. And we flee to God for refuge and for healing and for strength because we feel weak. Listen, the point is, is that we are meant to carry everything to him and trust him about it. It doesn't matter what doctors or situations are. God is able to do all things and there's not anything that he is not able to do. And, you know, and, and Epaphroditus is an amazing situation where the Bible says he was nigh to death. And so the, I think that clearly means exactly what it says. He was very close to dying and God healed him. And so listen, there's not a situation that can come into any of our lives. Someone could be pointing a gun at your head and God is up to the task. Mm -hmm. Melissa? There's a missionary, um, Alongs. Alongs. Yeah. Someone tried to steal his van. He, he had his van that couldn't get up the hill well. And he knew. And he comes a guy with a gun, points a gun right in his face and tells him to get out of the van, pulls the trigger, doesn't go off. <laughs> you know, so God is up to the task of a gun. <laughs> yeah. Amen. Yeah. And, uh. And there's a there's a pastor I knew a long time ago, and he told me that he had come to a low point in his life and he had decided to take his life and he put a gun to his head and pulled the trigger. And there was it was a loaded gun <laughs> and the trigger did not or the, 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 the bullet did not fire. 
Listen, our lives are in his hands. And that means that we and I do believe you can you can you can go early. You can you can take you can make such bad decisions that your life goes poorly and and even ends early. I, I do believe you can do that. But at the same time, when you're walking with God and you're trusting in him, you will not go one second before God plans it. <laughs> because that's God that he is faithful and there's not anything that can come into our life that he doesn't care about. And so, again, that's the whole point of what we've been looking at is that um, um, that that God is faithful. There's a, it doesn't matter what, what we have coming into our life. God is able to 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 deal with the matter. And so for the work of Christ, this is letter D. He was uh, he was uh, sick, nigh to death. And so letter I, we are to hold such in reputation who disregarded his life and health to serve the Lord and others. That's back in Philippians verse 29. Receive him therefore in the Lord with all gladness and hold such in reputation. So that's, that's the thought we're looking at now. And so this is not so that we can have pride or we can say, brother, look at you. You know, <laughs> it's a matter of praising God and glorying in, in, in God's, God's work in a brother or sister's life. And so uh, we already looked at last week. Well, l- l- number one here, it is proof positive. We don't need to worry. God hears and answers prayers. And so we already read first Peter. So where we are uh, is. Um, I believe we, d- we shared this last week. The fact that he cares for us means we can trust him with the answer to our prayers. Yeah, I, I believe we did that last week. So uh, Philippians, this is where we are now. See, I shouldn't have removed the remove resume here sticker. <laughs> Philippians chapter four, verse six, be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. I I can't speak for other people, but I know for me at times I can read scriptures and especially if I'm familiar with them and you can just read through them. And it's just it's just the next line in in the Bible. But listen to what it says. Be careful for nothing. You know, listen, what we, what I at least in my experience of knowing brothers and sisters in church, most of us are careful about everything, <laughs> especially as we get older. Anybody else feel that way? Man, there's nothing in my life that I'm not anxious about. <laughs> but this says be careful for nothing. And but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, make your uh, uh, let your request be made known unto God. And so, again, these things that we're studying, we just read first Peter last week, which said, uh, humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time, casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. And listen, when you understand that all of life, all of life, God designed us to be walking, engaged with the Lord. And there's not a point in life where you're not supposed to be walking and depending upon God. There's not a point in life in which we're not. okay. I'll. Oh, and no, I don't think anybody actually says or thinks these things, but I'll just go to God when I need him. (laughs) We need him all the time. And there's not anything we don't need him for, you know, just getting up in the morning and going to work. Listen, just because you've done it a thousand times doesn't mean you don't need God for it this time. There's not any. The Bible says in Deuteronomy about about, you know, if you have power to get wealth. God gave you the power to get wealth. In other words, if you have the capacity to do a job, God gave it to you. People who are super smart, who have the capacity to 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 saw or to to cure cancer. God gave them that capacity. You know, it's marvelous thinking about the fact that what was it? 1969. 
there's there was scientists with the slide rule that that guided, uh, you know, that built the rocket that brought men to the moon and were able to orbit it, send a lander down to the moon and come back and send them back. And of course, what happened in 1969 is Apollo 13, Apollo 13 on the way there, you know, things, things broke, <laughs> things broke <laughs> and they, they listen, it looked completely impossible to get those men back. But again, scientists with the slide rule, not computers, just math. <laughs> they were able to get those men back. God gave those men that ability to do that. And listen, I, I mean, the fact that we have iPhones and clocks on the wall, cars, it's all technology that is it's practically beyond my ability to understand. How do we ever get here where I have a computer that's greater than the crazy supercomputers of the 70s and 80s? In my hand. How did, how did that happen? God gives man the ability to do everything. There's not anything that we can do that God did not give us the ability to do it. What we choose to do with those things is the choices we make daily. And, and here's what I believe. And I'm certain that, that God is teaching us is that we are not. Doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter how smart you are. Doesn't matter what your skills are. You are not meant to live apart from God. Not for five seconds. <laughs> and the sooner we realize that, the better our lives will be in the sense that we won't be walking in our own will and our, our, under our own, our, our own will and, and plans. Brother Albie? Don't forget your razors. Don't forget your razors? Raising. Raising? Okay. Where you come from. So the smarter people get, the farther they get away mm -hmm. from It wasn't me that did it. So they don't, you don't give thanks to right. what made them so intelligent. Amen. Because it says in the Bible, well, the smarter you get, the dumber you are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, no, really, it's like, I don't know as a paraphrase, but it's, that's basically it. We, we get so smart that we think we don't need God. Yeah. Well, and, and you know, Satan was, is, he was created to be an extraordinary creature. You know, he was there's the Bible talks about Isaiah 14, Ezekiel 28, I think, and that he was a beautiful, magnificent creation. And yet he was filled with pride. And same thing happens to mankind, you know, because of their skills, because of the great things or athletes or actors and actresses who have such great beauty or charm or whatever. Listen, everything is meant to be something that you thank God for and that you trust in God about. You know, and I, I told <laughs> I, I told one of my daughters, you know, I, I'm I'm a I guess I'm a proud dad or something. I told her, don't <laughs> I thought she was beautiful. And so I told her, <laughs> I said, don't think for two seconds about how beautiful you are, because it's something that God gave you and that God could take away. And I showed her through the passage in the Bible that talks about the the, <laughs> the, the, the women of Israel, that they became so so entranced by their own beauty, and they walked around with these fancy clothes, these fancy wimples and, and tabrets, and, 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 and God gave them baldness and scabs. <laughs> and that, that daughter, <laughs> I think she says to this day, <laughs> she can't help but think about that, you know. And, and so anyway, the point is, is great beauty, great talent, great skill, great wisdom, great. It's all God's to give, God's to take away. 
And say you have great beauty, great, great skill, great everything. And God chooses to take your life tomorrow. Listen, our lives are in his hands. Our place is to trust in him, not in any man, not including ourselves. And I think the more you grow in the Lord, the more you understand, I do not have it all together. (laughs) I do not have all the answers in me. And that's what I think growing up in the Lord and in maturity helps you with. But Dave, then Brother Albie, and then Miss Norma. Mm-hmm. Amen. <laughs> Thank God for everything. <laughs> Abby? Beauty is in the eyes of the beholder. Mm-hmm. Depends on how we look at each other. If we see each other like God sees us, we're all beautiful. Mm. We're all great. Mm-hmm. He, he didn't make mistakes. He created each one of us a little bit different. Mm-hmm. And the, when we get to the point where we think, well, Whatever, that's that's the time that they get the boils on their heads and all that mess. If if somebody is beautiful, like I used to tell Tony's daughter there, her granddaughter came from work, she used to be her little blonde girl. I told her one day, I said, You were beautiful inside and out. The way she held herself, the way she did things. Amen. I think I think that what, what you're talking about is love, yeah. you know, and, and that love covers a multitude of sins, you know, and and uh, and that's that's the other thing, though, about us like David, you know, David said in, in Psalm 51, my wounds stink and I'm full of corruption, you know, and, and so it's, it's a dichotomy where you get your eyes all on, you know, how and it can be the other way. You can think about how beautiful you are. You can also look in the mirror and see nothing but flaws. And <laughs> and so the truth is, is what, how God sees us and, and the love between brothers and sisters. You know, that's 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 a, that is a beautiful thing all in itself. Miss Norma. Yeah. <laughs> 
all got it. That's the point. Amen. We all the knowledge and everything we have, all the needs that we have, He still gives the gospel to the brush. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Well, and, and I, always, I always think about Job and the fact that not, not one person, not Job, not anybody around him could see what was going on in that whole matter. And it looked like Job's world was flying apart, and yet God had a plan that he was going to bring glory to himself through that situation. God has a plan, and we can trust Him about it. Okay, um, so my note underneath the letter of this uh, Philippians 4, 6, be careful for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. And I think that's, that's the thing that you have to wrap together. And like Norma's just saying, you can have a need, a situation that you're very anxious about. And listen, faith is what enables us to give thanksgiving. Faith is the way that, that, you know, a situation that no one would ask for, that no one can see how how it could play out uh, any other way but something bad. And yet at the same time, God has a plan. So God knows what he's doing. If he allows or brings something into our life that's something, you know, tragic or it's something painful or it's something we can still lift it up to God and thank God for what he is going to do. And that's what we need to do. If, if, and when we fail to do that, we're, we're, we're failing to see things by faith, which is the way in which God tells us to lead our lives. When all is going well and when everything goes south, walk by faith and not by sight. And that's the key. The key to the Christian life is to walk by faith and confidence in God. Um, and so that's the answer. And, and I, I say this not as someone who's figured it out so much as someone who knows the equation. It's what God has teach, t- taught us in his word. And there's I wish we we're going to get here today, but there's a, we're going to read it next week, I guess, Lord willing. And it's Mark 11 when 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 uh, <laughs> we don't run out of time. Um, the, uh, the it was when the passage where it was I think the Lord was outside of Jerusalem and he came to a fig tree looking for figs. He was hungry. Listen, I mean, can you imagine going to a bush for your next meal? And so he goes to, to the, there's no figs on this tree. And so he says, nobody eat figs on this tree forever. I'm, I'm paraphrasing very loosely. And then later on, Peter sees the tree and it's all withered up. And he says, Lord, the, the tree that you cursed, it's all withered up. And the, Lord, and the Lord answered with this amazing phrase, have faith in God. And he goes on and he talks about the life of faith. And so listen, and and he talks about how everything you 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 lift up to the Lord, believe you will receive it. Now, that's that can be a confusing thought, because if I say, Lord, heal this person, yes, sir, heal this person or 
give me the capacity to, to pay all my bills and things don't always go exactly the way we ask. Yet the passage says, believe what you ask for and you will receive it. Now I believe what that, what that passage is teaching is God is going to give you the answer that you're like, Lord, please help, help us in this need. He is going to meet that need. He is. It may not come the way we thought. And sometimes the answer comes from left field and we did not see it coming like that. Let me tell you, I look back in my life and I see so many times that God met our needs in ways I never would have guessed or expected. And sometimes ways far surpassing what I was hoping for. It's God's business to decide how to answer our prayers. And, and listen, if God answered all of our prayers according to what we hope for, listen, there are many times it would be dramatically less than what we get. So God answers according to His wisdom. When I ask for, or I lift up a situation to Him, I, ask, I lift up to Him a need, God answers according to His wisdom and not mine. God is constantly doing that as we lift up prayers, answering according to His wisdom. And of course, there's times in which we ask for God to relieve us, get us out of a situation, but it's a situation in which God put there so that we may grow in Christ. And we grow often through adversity or difficulty or challenges. Where I don't know if we ever grow when things are ideal. It's just that God in His grace and His kindness sometimes gives us a respite. You need to do, I just need to clear everything away. You just have, ever have those days where there's blessings all around? Thank God for that. But I, I don't know if we grow <laughs> necessarily in those times. It's through times of difficulty we often grow. Ms. Mary? Yeah. Crying, weeping over right. It's not going to be the same, but they're going to be weeping and gnashing their teeth and, oh, woe is me and all that. It's your chance to share Jesus. Yeah. And you know, how bright is that? Is that message when you with joy share, I've been exactly where you are and God was so faithful and he blessed me and and, and God is the answer. And that's and that's what it says in first. I think it's first Peter where it says, be ready with an answer. To every man that asks a reason of the hope that lies within. That's what we're meant to do is, 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 is God brings us through things. We share that comfort and strength and peace that God gave us to them. Real quick, Brother Albie, and then we've got to close. <laughs> I've always said, you know, this too will pass. Amen. But we have to remember, it might pass like a kidney stone. <laughs> 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 yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Amen. We have to have faith that, okay, as painful as this is, God's got it. Amen. God's got it. Amen. And that's that's what. So finishing up is this is, but in every be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving let your requests be made known unto God. And I think that we're guilty of sometimes sending up prayers in a panic or in pain. And failing to see things by faith. But listen, that with with faith enables you to with thanksgiving. <laughs> when you don't have faith, you often are not thankful. 
And, uh, and that doesn't mean sometimes difficult things become less difficult or less painful. But, you know, God's grace is always sufficient. That's what God told Paul when Paul asked for a thorn in the flesh to remove God to be removed. And it was something very clearly it was hard for, for Paul to, to live with that thorn in the flesh. And yet the Lord Jesus answered, my grace is sufficient for thee. For my strength is, huh, I'm probably going to mess this up. For my strength is perfected in weakness. I can't remember if that's how the verse goes. Anyway, <laughs> so uh, that's, that's life on planet Earth. So let's go ahead and close. Thank you, Lord, for this day. Thank you for these things that we've shared. And we thank you for your faithfulness. And we do pray that you help us, Lord, also, Lord, every time we come into challenging situations, we pray that you give us grace, Lord, to hold on to you with all of our heart, all of our mind. And trust in you and uh, knowing that you'll see us through. And we thank you for your faithfulness. We thank you for how you answer prayer, Lord. Again, looking back, we see how faithful you are. Help us to have faith going forward. And please meet the needs that were mentioned here today. Please meet the needs that were not mentioned. And we thank you. We pray for your grace in the coming hour. Give Pastor Ken the words to say. Give us open hearts, open ears to receive. And we pray that you would be glorified in it all. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.